Hey Achievers, this is Maya, founder of Healthy High Achievers. Join our global community and create healthier routines to avoid burnout and feel more calm and healthy. Let's get to it. Hey Achievers, I'm so excited today we have Tracy Miller on the podcast. Now Tracy and her husband Brandon have an investing company called Adventure Properties. And Tracy is the host of the Clock Out the Vicarious Life podcast, where I was a guest, by the way, not too long ago. So it's so lovely to finally introduce you, Tracy, to the Healthy High Achievers. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, me too. There are so many things I love about your story and how you always choose freedom and family and traveling, lots of traveling. Where did your yeah. most recent trip take you? Um, Let's see. Where did I go? The most recent would be, well, Spokane, really quick and easy on the West Coast for softball. That's the, the joys of what I'm doing with my life now allows me to never miss my daughter's softball game. So she travels. Uh, so it was five hours one way. We stayed in our sprinter van for the weekend so she could play softball. And um, prior to that, we got to go to the south part of the United States to watch my stepdaughter graduate college. Again, we went down for five days and um, just kind of checked out the whole Texas area. Um, yeah. And then previous to that, a lot of lot of touring around Arizona and Utah by myself and with my dogs, just doing some hiking and kind of reconning out mountain bike trails and buying a second home down there. Lovely. Well, you like exploring. I like exploring. I, I don't love there's nothing I love more than just going to a new place uh, and yeah. discovering and you have your van right it's uh, I know your podcast logo is kind of based on on your van yeah so I so I currently have a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van we just upgraded I'm kind of embarrassed to say that because I was such a diehard was so excited to use my uh, Volkswagen Westfalia that's a 1976 and you know, they it, those vans don't go fast. They're in no hurry to get anywhere. They may or may not make it because they break down. <laughs> um, and his name was Oscar. And so, yeah, my podcast logo has Oscar in there riding off into the sunset of the mountains, just exploring the world. But in all practicality for Montana, Oscar didn't do well because there's so many mountains and he overheated easily. And I just wanted to arrive. So I upgraded to a yeah. sprinter van reliability <laughs> reliability sometimes the adventurous will I get there will I not is nice but not if you really 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 don't want to miss <laughs> yeah I don't want to spend my whole time my whole life being a mechanic and you would have to be like a mechanic to be able to work on on Oscar <laughs> I can <laughs> imagine <day>. poor Oscar <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so today I'd love to dive in into your journey kind of behind the scenes of burning yeah. out and pivoting yeah. and realigning because I know you're a high achiever, you love doing a million things, you're very active as well, mountain biker, backpacker, so you want that adventurous life, but you also have that entrepreneuring you that's always busy, lots of work. Yeah. And what I'd like to dive in into like the burning out, the pivoting, the realigning, and what it is that you did to, as you described it before, before we started this interview, to rediscover your joy and peace. I really liked how you put that. So what yeah. happened in the first place that brought you, that brought burnout into your life? 
Yeah, sure. So my most recent career path would be is, is business ownership, as you said, entrepreneurship. Prior to that, I had, you know, I was learning about employee stuff and very hard worker, promoter up the chain all the time on all these different um, positions. But I, I discovered being a business owner and entrepreneurship almost eight years ago now. Um, and that was getting my real estate license to represent buyers and sellers to help them realize their dreams. And it took a real short time for me to, to realize that that was a huge opportunity for me to also expand and start creating some long-term wealth and an exit plan from selling real estate. Because, you know, when you're a real estate agent, you are the golden goose is what we say in my family is that if I stop selling real estate, we have no more income. If I get injured, we have no income, et cetera. So um, I realized quickly that I needed to start investing in real estate as well. So um, about a year and a half into my career, I bought my very first property and it was a cute little duplex and I got the bug bad. And in the meantime, I went from, you know, right out the gates of selling, I you know, skyrocketed to top producer within the first two years, I was number one in my market. So that just means that I was hustling nonstop, that I was living, breathing, uh, literally obsessively building my business and my skills and my network and doing everything I could to be successful in real estate. And I was at that point, hindsight 2020, I was letting everything that I really valued in my life at that time kind of go to the wayside. And in my mind, it was temporary. It's like, oh, you know, I'm just going to really hustle for a couple of years mm -hmm. until and until turns into the next until and until the next and the next. And there's always another goal. And there's and for me, as a super type A hard driven person, every year I, I set goals and every year it was just a little bit more commission I was going to make a few more sales I was going to make. And then after the second year, that wasn't enough. The I got kind of hooked on that accomplishment and I decided I was going to build a brokerage and clone myself as many times as I could by um, teaching, mentoring, and supervising real estate agents to do the same thing. Part of me really wanted to just be able to pay it forward with the gift that I had received of this huge opportunity and of all the possibilities financially and and with your personal life that you can have in this industry. So I wanted to share that with others, particularly women. Um, so I recruited heavily, trained a whole bunch of agents. I had 11 of them at the end when I finally gave up my brokerage. Um, but anyway, so I supervised agents. I had at that point selling approximately 100 transactions a year is what I was closing. And that was with a full-time assistant by my side. Then I was running the real estate brokerage, which was supervising 11 agents, a full-time marketing staff, and my assistant. And then my husband and I both continued to purchase investment properties at a high rate as well. Because I was earning a lot of income, I was using the tax advantages of you know, expensing all the different things to be able to take some of my income tax debt down. And then at the same time, creating generational wealth by having long-term assets that we're appreciating with time. So that's my business plan and what I'm doing. And currently to date, we just closed yesterday on three properties in exchange for one that we sold. So I think we're up to 16 doors Six, 15 or 16 doors 
now. And all of those are cash flowing and help us make income, which then allowed me upon this realization that I was burning out to step back from not only selling real estate, I'm down now to selling maybe, yeah, I've usually got two to three transactions going at a time rather than about 25 at a time. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. And then about three weeks ago, I gave my agents all notice and let them know that I'm no longer going to be running a brokerage either. And I let all my agents go. So, so recently, that, that's so recent. Yeah. And you yeah. know, what's so interesting about what you were just saying of that entrepreneurship. And I know so many people, I recognize myself in that. And I know so many people, my clients, my audience, exhausted yeah. overachievers who want to be healthy, high achievers, right? They know that yeah. Building a business in the beginning, just like you said, you're like, you know, it's just, I need to hustle in the beginning and I need to, I need to build this thing. And once I reach that goal, once I reach a stable income from it, whatever the goal is, the business goal, there's always a next goal and a next goal and a next goal. And what's even more interesting is that you did have a full-time assistant. Yeah. So most burned out or almost burned out entrepreneurs are like, you know what? I know the solution to this problem. I need to outsource. I need to have an assistant. You had one. What happened there? Was that in your mind? Like, this is going to be the solution. And then you were still burned out. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, I just had too many irons in the fire and I, you know, looking back, I could certainly like, I could certainly take a step back from one portion. Cause you know, with the three different businesses that are running, And by the way, our investments, when we're buying our investment properties, we're doing full renovations on them as well. So for me, it's acquiring, finding the right property, shopping for the right property, obsessively looking for the deal, acquiring it. And then it's doing the design on it, doing the budget, doing the, the project management on it. And then my husband is the contractor that comes in and does the work itself with his small team of usually three to four, you know, contractors that work with him so that puts a little bit of strain on our marriage to not it, it, it's never been hard like hard hard but I recognize I'm like ooh, if I keep feeling the way that I'm feeling about all the rest of my life with all my businesses being overwhelmed it's gonna it's gonna come over and, and it's gonna cross paths into the marriage and I thank goodness I'm old enough and wise enough and have had enough experience in relationship to realize that was I, I recognized it and said no more we're going to make some changes, but to um, answer the question about the assistant, she's, she's amazing. I still have her in place. She's my executive assistant that handles kind of all of those businesses helping me, but I utilized an assistant in my, the beginning of my going into my second year of sales. And I've had one the entire time. And when I scaled up to owning a brokerage, then I needed somebody for marketing. So then I added a marketing person. And in the beginning, that's that assistant played the role of managing the brokerage, doing marketing and assisting me. And as things grew and grew, it was too much. So then I added one more person, one more person. Um, And, you know, it just kind of came down to honestly, I could continue to do it. I could have leveraged again. My next step would have been adding taking my personal assistant and making her the supervising broker to take over managing all those agents. And then I could have just taken a step back into selling less and I could have kept all those businesses. But for me, I had, 
I'm extremely, extremely connected and aligned with like my higher self, I would say my intuition, however people want to describe it. And I just recognized that I'm, I'm not going to attach to the identity of this business. Like just because I'm successful at it, just because I'm doing really well with it, just because all of my agents are happy and everything is working doesn't mean that I have to continue down that path. Mm. And something in me was just saying, you know, it's time, it's time to shift. It's time, like you're, you're meant for more, you're meant for something different. Like something in me is telling me it's time to expand away. And I just, I have this deep knowing that real estate was only the vehicle to fund my ability to do what's next. And I trust that wholeheartedly. I don't know what next is, but I had to free up the space in my life to be able to allow my hands to be open to receive what's coming next. Cause if I, if I held on, I don't know if you do video on this, but my hands are open and if I've got my business in my hand and it's filling and it's overflowing and I've got no time, attention, energy for anything else, I have to take and set something down in order to have a hand open to receive what's next. And I tried that. I stepped back from selling and had one hand open the other was still full with my brokerage and I was receiving, but I was, I was, I was half in it, half out And my soul, my heart, my passion wasn't in either place. And I finally just said, you know, we're going to set it all down. And I just took it, set it all down. Now I've got both hands open and I'm trusting my intuition to guide me to which through joy. It's why I say my peace and my joy, because the right thing is going to bring me joy and it's going to continue to feed the peace that I've created in my life. And that's going to bring me to whatever is next. To whatever is next. And when you're a type and you always want to know what's next, it's Ooh. hard to let that go. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> and have those empty hands open right there and be yeah. like, I don't know what's next, but you yeah. know, we'll see. Uh, Did you always have that kind of mentality or that openness or did you have to sort of learn to be open? Totally had to learn it. I want to use these hands and force them and I'm very masculine energy. I want to crush the world. I want to make things happen. I want to kill it. I want to, you know, create a plan and destroy. I mean, my motto is like, (laughs) go forth and conquer. Like that's what I've always told all the agents, you know. So no, I had to dive into educating myself on more of the feminine energy. And I did some coaching with somebody that really specializes in that. And it didn't take, I did a six month contract and I actually ended up donating my last month to another woman that I felt needed it because I was done after five months. I had made all the choices, all the decisions. And I felt like I got in alignment with adding in meditation and taking back my freedom and having the ability to sit in silence and just kind of get in tune. I went back to exercising and adding in at, at the time, just walking. Cause I honestly was so, my nervous system was so fried still is. I'm still working on that. My nervous system was so fried. I couldn't even focus enough to plan a workout or I'd get out and I'd be doing a workout. And my mind is like, I should be doing something else. Mm. Um, so I had to step back and I did five minute meditations. I started going to some meditation retreats. I started doing yoga um, and then hiking, just the everything that was super low intensity, easy. Um, And with that, I was intentionally trying to just 
calm my brain. Um, I added in a morning routine that um, was either reading, sitting in silence, meditating, or getting up and going directly out into nature. So those three things I control my mornings so that I start out with intention so that I know what I'm doing or what I want to feel for the day. Um, I dived into some tarot card reading just to kind of more so to just be intentional and try to stay connected, I guess, to my higher self. Um, yeah. And then from there, it's, it's, it's been extremely hard to stay with it because I see opportunities everywhere. The entrepreneur in me sees it and I want to tackle it and this could be amazing. And then I stop and I remind myself that I don't want to go back to being burnt out, that I just want to continue to move towards peace. And it's a daily affirmation reminding myself. Yeah, because you have that, like you said, that masculine energy that wants to, uh, what word did you use? Destroy? <laughs> go at it and yeah, destroy. Conquer. Conquer, destroy. Conquer. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. you have that masculine energy. You want that. And I feel you. I'm the same. I just, I'm so action oriented. I just want to dive in. But then there seems to be, you know, you found your way into balancing that feminine, masculine energy, kind of the action and reflection, like the doing and the not doing, which yes. is something so many of us need to learn is the not doing, you know, because we're, it's not just us, it's not just our energy, it's the, it's the world we're in, it's what yes. we think needs to happen as entrepreneurs, you know, we think we need to hustle, and that hustle culture is still so so present even though there's more awareness about mindfulness because yeah. i bet when you were going at it and conquering i bet you knew all this stuff you knew about kind of that the meditation was out there you know yeah. you knew probably what you should have been doing but you yeah. weren't doing it because you were yeah. you were too much in the doing of of the entrepreneurial yeah. the the hard masculine action steps yeah, there's, I tell people all the time that there's, you can listen to the different voices that the, that the world is throwing at you. You just have to be very intentional which one you're going to, to, to you know, to uh, buy into because the hustle culture will constantly tell you that when you get close to the end of a goal, you got to set a new one. You got to push harder. You got to get up four hours early and fit in an entire workday. Enough is never enough. I'll sleep when I die. And if you mm -hmm. buy in and invest into that lifestyle, that's the lifestyle that you're, you know, you can have that, but you have to be so careful and remind yourself that it's not your, it may not be your values that you're chasing after. And if you lose sight of your values, then you're not in alignment and all of that work, all of the, me, myself too, that's what I fell into all of that effort, all of that action ends up being for nothing. And worse, it ends up for a lot of people taking you backwards because you're running a hundred miles an hour this direction after somebody else's goals and values, when in fact your goals and values are this direction. And that, that became so crystal clear to me when I realized I'm like, I am stuck in a, I call it the money machine because I would be, I have to continue to sell at this high level in order to finance these investments that I have going in order to keep the status. And this is where all the ego comes in, where I'm top producer. And every time somebody compliments me and says, Tracy, oh my gosh, I admire you. I just, I think it's so amazing how, how good you are at what you do, blah, 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 blah. That feeds that ego. And I'm like, oh, so do more of that. And I buy into that. 
And then I keep chasing that. And if you slow down and that's where I find like meditation and getting alone and being in silence to connect to your own voice of what you truly value is paramount because at the end of the day and at the start of the day, for me, I'm reminding myself, what am I chasing? I'm not chasing money anymore because I don't value it. I'm chasing freedom because for me, if I, if I don't get to choose to live my life with intention on how I want that all of it's for nothing. If I don't have my health, which is something that I value, it's for nothing. If I don't have my family, my marriage, the people in my life that I value, it's for nothing. It doesn't matter how much money, it doesn't matter how successful, whatever. Um, so it just keeping in alignment that first and foremost is my freedom. Second, authenticity first, second freedom, they kind of go hand in hand. That's a whole nother con, uh, conversation. And then family. And though I just, I don't budge on those anymore. And it keeps me moving in the right direction towards the right values that are for me. And then I can hear the voice that's guiding me there and I can shut out the rest of the world that's telling me what I should be doing at all times. Mm, yeah, because when you tried budging before, it just mm -hmm. didn't feel right. No, it just didn't feel that's burnout also often comes from those symptoms of burnout. Mm -hmm. When your mind just shuts off, when your health is not what it's supposed to be. It's really yeah. just the signs that you're not listening to that voice, to the way that yeah. you learned to listen to your own inner voice and your own values. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And your emotions play into that because when, when my time is stolen from me, when really I gave my time away, that's the reality of it. When I'm overscheduling myself, when I'm taking appointments that I don't want to take because I know that my daughter has a game I'd rather attend or you know, whatever, there's something that I truly value. And I choose to take an appointment that makes my schedule crazy and take, then I feel resentment. And that you, that emotion of resentment feeds into your physical body, it feeds into everything. And then you just, your whole existence is wrapped up. And that's what I mean by protecting my peace. I won't, because I just, I will not allow those emotions of resentment and anger and all those to, to stay with me too yeah. long. And I have to do that by controlling the things that lead me to feeling that way a lot of times. Yeah. Resentment that often I define it as when I'm in a bad mood, you know, when I really feel like just locking myself up and yeah. hate everything and I like the, the anger. Yeah. Anger and yeah. resentment and a bad mood. Then I try to just stop and be like, okay, what's, what's happening here? You know, it's not that I, I didn't wake up in a bad mood. Something happened. Yes. That made me feel not aligned anymore or made me not happy with what I'm doing. What is it that doesn't feel right? And then yes. I try to analyze. I love journaling. I journal about it. And I come to something where, like, okay, I need to either delete, delegate, <laughs> stop yes. doing this, do this a different yes. way, and then strategize. You know, what can I, how can I do this differently? And it seems like right. you, I've, I've, you've identified that as resentment. Yes and that anger and those moments when you feel that what's your what's your tool what's what's in your toolbox when you feel resent, resentment so over the past year as i was working towards making these big changes the tool was just basically observing and realizing like what is it like you said exactly like you said gosh something's making me feel irritable i should not be crabby right now and it's realizing that i have too much on my plate it's realizing that i only left 
15 minutes in between appointments. And now I leave an hour so that I can reset. So it's really just becoming so aware of what I need next time. And then I fix it next time. And over the course of the whole year, I made those little adjustments. I tried to add additional time in between. I tried to leave the mornings open. I tried to quit just a little bit sooner in the day so that I could wind down, scheduling in my dog walks, my nature time, whatever it may be. Um, and then when it, you know, it just, for me personally, it just got down to realizing that it's just this whole life. It's, it's the industry that I chose. that is just not in alignment with what I want moving forward. And so that's where I decided to make that big, the big pivot instead. Um, and now I feel like I'm sitting here at ground zero with a crumbled building. This great foundation is installed and I just need to build my life up with those tools, not with the tools, but with the observations that I made over the past year, the tools that I'm putting in place are the things like you just mentioned, time blocking, you know, setting out my schedule for how many days I want to be able to work, how many, you know, setting my personal things first. Um, and I do give every now and again, I mean, like this last week, I had a, um, uh, what was it? A, a facial. I had a facial scheduled and that was a self-care thing that I had scheduled. And I was like, out of it, I'm not scheduling or I'm not canceling this, but something came up with the family and it's like, okay, I have to, I have to reschedule. So I canceled it. That's against what I want to do, but my family, I also value. But then the next thing that came up, which was a haircut, I'm like, nope, work came up and I said, nope, I'm not scheduled. I'm not rescheduling because I'm not giving up two self-care items in one week. And just, you know, it's, it's constantly a struggle, but it's also just being aware all day long of the choices that I'm consciously making. And then if I make that choice and I'm conscious when I'm making that choice and I tell myself, okay, I choose to make this, you know, I choose my family today over the facial that I don't feel that resentment because I'm in power. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And those, that balance and weighing the, because you gave up one self-care item, but you said, I'm not going to give up two in one week. Nope. So it's okay to give up one. It's okay to sometimes be like, okay, you know, I just need to get this thing done. I'm going to do one day of full on, yep. um, whatever, 12 hours in one day. You can do that. It's not a bad thing, but then those boundaries, you know, asking yes. yourself what's acceptable for me? How can I allow a little bit more that that wiggle room almost to okay, I can allowing yourself to have one day of full full work and then another day of, you know what? If I don't do anything today, it's fine. You know, it, yeah. it's not a you don't have to have that nine to five. I used to feel guilty for wanting to chill at three i'm like oh but i need yeah. to work at five i don't know it's so ingrained yeah. <laughs> that's society talking to us right yeah <laughs> and that's yeah. it like there's people that are so incredibly productive early in the morning and that like i schedule my like really creative focused like have to remember stuff early in the day i do fun things like this for me here it's 2 30 in the afternoon that's my start to wind down time after three o'clock, I'm pretty well, ooh, not really good for much. So I do all my mental heavy stuff early in the day. I do my fun conversational appointments, coffee dates, brainstorming sessions, those kind of things midday. And then the evenings, it's all movement, you know, family, just straight fun where I can mentally not be 
so engaged. And you get that choice if you choose to build your business around that and not fall into that concrete rule of you should want Monday through Friday, eight to five, because that's the goal. That's the ideal. And it's like, you chase, I chased that for 15 years. I finally created, I'm like, this isn't so great. Like, actually, (laughs) I don't know what's so amazing about weekends off. It's for me, weekends are busier outdoors. There's more people around at the places I want to go. So if I want to be alone and have more solitude to do those activities, I'd rather work the weekend and have Tuesdays and Mondays or Thursdays off so I can go do the things I love alone. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I sometimes do that exercise of just taking a day off on a Monday. And for (laughs) for my productive mind, a part mm-hmm. of me, when society is speaking, like you said, a part of me is like, but it's Monday. It's the busiest day of the week. And I need to check my email. And I need to be productive. I need to respond to people. And then I try to just, it's like a fun game I play with myself. <laughs> I look at it as a game. I'm like, why? You know, why do I have to check my email right now? Why can't I be unavailable? Like, who cares if I don't respond one day, yeah. right? Uh, who cares, really? Because we make it so much, we give it so much more weight than yes. it has to have. You know, it doesn't have to have that much weight. It can be more light. Your business can be adapted to you. Just like you said, I love the examples you gave with your schedule. When you feel more productive, you adapt to that. I do the same. I know my most productive work is in the mornings. If for any of you listeners, if that's in the evening, fine. You know, if you're a night owl, fine. Um, that's the whole advantage of having your own business, being an entrepreneur. So why not use that advantage? And why not enjoy that advantage that you have, that you don't have to be at an office at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah. And just and remembering that we teach people how to treat us based on our behaviors and our actions and our responses to things like I'm thinking. So when I first started my business, my, my tagline was work ethic sells real estate. And I prided myself on working harder than anybody else. Well, guess what? That's what people expected of me. Mm-hmm. And, and I delivered, they got that, but it also created, you know, it, that, that expired for me the first couple of years when I was really just trying to build this huge thing great, but I should have shifted away from work ethic sells real estate. And I should have shifted into this mindset to teach people how to treat me of expertise, patience um, is worth the way or, you know, like whatever, something along those lines. Because if we tell people with our actions, such as they call me at six in the morning and I answer, or they email me at six in the morning and I immediately respond, I'm teaching them that they get to do that and they can continue to do that. And they can expect that in the future that I will respond immediately. Whereas if we like, I have it on my voicemail that, you know, if you're calling after 6 PM, I won't return the call until the next business day. I'm very excited to talk to you. Super excited to work with you. However, I value my family time, whatever. Same on my email. You know, if if, if you don't respond during times when you're not supposed to be working, they learn that, you're just not available during those times. And when you, you know, when you get with these clients or when you return their call, it's not sorry because you've done, you haven't done anything wrong. It's thank you so much for your patience. 
And thank you for understanding that Sunday nights is family time. I'm mm -hmm. excited. Now it's your time and a hundred percent attention to them. And then they Absolutely. learn. Yeah. And, and then it's the same exchange back to them that, you know, if they don't answer, you've got to give them the same grace that they have a certain life that, you know, that they're trying to protect as well. And I think it's going Yeah. to take a little bit of time for the world to catch on to that. Yeah. But I, I love that just teaching the people around you how to treat you and when you're available and when you're not. And it's that's that's in that's in our hands, you know, it's in our own hands to teach others, the people around us, if we're super hyper available all the time or not, you know, because I'm the kind of person who I know WhatsApp is used a lot for business these days. I protect my WhatsApp against like everything business related. So on my phone, my notifications are off for everything but WhatsApp. And WhatsApp is like only for my friends. And I've had to fight for that one because I know sometimes I have a new client onboarding and they're like, oh, can we do WhatsApp voice messages? And I'm like, nope, there are other things out there, other apps that we can use, anything but WhatsApp. Because I need that one app that's only for me so that when I turn everything else off, there's nothing business related that can reach me in the evenings or on Sundays. And I must say, sometimes on a Sunday, I see an email. I'm like, oh, maybe I can quickly reply. And then, I'm, and then I stop myself and I say, no, in my client agreement, I clearly state when I'm available, when I'm not. So I'm going to, even if I want to, I'm going to keep myself from replying Because it's teaching the other person Sunday's a no-no, you know, that's a no-no. And then on Monday, I can say, I hope you had a lovely weekend. And then, Exactly. you know, or thank you for your patience, like you said. Absolutely. Yeah, there's my coach taught me that there's step one is setting boundaries. Most people don't do that well. They learn them, they learn to set them, but then they're like, these boundary things don't work. And she's like, well, are you enforcing them? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, you can't say I don't work Sundays and then work Sundays or you're not enforcing the boundary. You've taught them that I say things, but you can push. You can put a little bit of push on me and I'll give in to you. And that's what teaches people to just step right over your fence, your boundary. Yeah. Yeah. And there are people who test those boundaries. There are clients I've had or collaborations where in many different ways, it might start with pricing, but then it turns into how they can reach you. Or what kind of, or the scope of the work you do for them. Like in all kinds of ways, it will be tested all the time. And so that's, those are the moments where, wait a minute, if I give into this as an exception, you allow <laughs> it people opens to the door cross those boundaries. Yeah, yeah. So reinforcing them, absolutely. Putting them into practice. Um, yep yeah. Walking the talk, right? Not just staining yeah something in your contract and then. replying through every channel and doing whatever so even if a client cancels a session with me i'm stating like you need to cancel through email now, i'm not gonna check my instagram to see if you're canceling <laughs> this session then you're attached everywhere and you have to be connected everywhere. yeah That's, I love that you, that you protect WhatsApp. That's something that, you know, people ask me all the time, if you could do something differently next time, starting a real estate career, if you could tell uh, new agents, what would it be? And that is genius. That is not something that I have, um, I guess, become aware of enough to, to identify But that would be huge. I would do zero business through Facebook Messenger or through 
like in your case, WhatsApp, I would do zero business like on Instagram messaging, et cetera, because it killed the personal end of all of that. Like, which now, I mean, I do so much business on there now that I don't want to be on Facebook for any reason. I don't want to be on Instagram for any reason. Like I just, I want to be totally disconnected. And I would have set in stone that the only means of communication is cell phone. And that would be phone call and text messaging or something that way. Cause, cause you're exactly right. I, when I was in it, it was every day, it was getting up, going through text messages, calls, emails, Facebook Messenger, Instagram Messenger, and you're going through all these sources and all these apps. And people didn't understand when I said that my nervous system was fried, but it was constantly looking, staring at your phone and being pulled six directions on the phone, you know, to all these different apps and these notifications that are popping up for communication that are just stealing your attention as I'm giving my attention to each of those because I'm not setting boundaries. And then in, in real life, you've got, for me, it's agents that are asking me questions. You've got people in real life that are needing things and you're just pulled every single direction all the time that you can't keep a straight brain thought and then you're getting nothing done and it's just the most exhausting feeling. But simply protecting your means of communication would have probably yeah. been the best thing I could have done for and even so one source. Yeah. And even, yeah, one source, even if sometimes I have clients or people saying, Hey, no, but I need to be available because I'm, I know I have an Airbnb, I'm a travel agent, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then have just one way of people yeah. contacting you, you know, just have it all collected into one. I have yep. clients who are photographers and they have their, uh, let's say, Honeybook or whatever CRM system set up, but they still, replies on whatsapp and instagram and i really help them like nope just send them all to the same if there's anything official a proposal an invoice everything needs to go to that one system even if you need to be available yeah Yeah. and that real estate agents have crms everybody has them nobody uses them because (laughs) of the exact reason all of the logging you take the call you take the information you write it down or you put it in your phone And then later on, in order to have that data, you have to do a whole data entry session. If you just actually use the tools that are built into the CRMs to do all communication, it's automated. It's automated. (laughs) Yeah, you can automate that stuff. (laughs) But it's um... we we have a hard time setting boundaries and enforcing them because we just we're we're so into you know people pleasing and trying to make everybody else happy. And what we fail to remember is that. When we do that, we give away our own happiness. We give away our own. And really what we're giving away is our energy, our good energy. And we're replacing that good energy, which is what people want you for. We're replacing that and bogging it down with these overwhelmed, frustrating, irritable, angry, resentment feelings that steal the joy from the entire business transaction. They steal the joy from your personal alone time. It steals the joy from your family time, your friend time. (sighs) we're just tired (laughs) yeah so a very practical way to do that is like if you receive a message or an email and right after you feel like you feel that resentment you feel like oh why is this person emailing me pause and like okay how can I avoid this you know maybe it's the evening and I can just close my email app and turn off notifications and I won't have like why is this bothering me so much right now at this moment in time you know and I'm like oh maybe because it's 
it's evening and I get this email, but I've already closed off my work for that client. And that's yes. bugging me because I was unwinding and it's yes. activating. Now my mind is thinking about this email. And even yes. if I don't want to react to it, it's still taking up that brain energy. And like you said, it's all energy and it's your good energy that you need to protect yeah. and recharge and recharge. take care of mm. yeah and you've got to leave the time to recharge you've got to disconnect you've got to have time alone you've got to have quiet just uninterrupted un um stimulated time because that's the yeah. only way we recharge and talking yeah. about time makes me think about your podcast clock out <laughs> and mm -hmm. tracy i enjoyed this conversation so much and i hope you listeners did the same i hope you've been listening to this while you were cooking or driving or walking whatever you were doing and you just i hope you felt inspired by to set more boundaries to take that one small step to turn off some notification of some app for you know to have a timer whatever it is you're gonna do i hope something comes out of this and tracy um if you want to share any last words or end where can people find out more about you Sure, sure. So people can find out more at easiest place would be www.clockoutthevicariouslife.com. That's my podcast. You can tune in there, listen to some episodes. Your episode is amazing. I highly, I don't remember the episode number, but you're on there, can search it. It's a great interview. Um, and then also I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook under uh, Clock Out uh, the Vicarious Life podcast. You can find me there and give me a follow, give me a like, give me a review, and I'd love to connect. Yeah, absolutely. I'll make sure to put all those links in the show notes in the description. Also, you gave me a good idea. I'm going to put our chat on your podcast also in the show notes so people can check that one right. out as well and yeah. uh, and that's great yeah yeah it was it was it was a really nice one so thank you so much tracy for this yeah. awesome chat that we had today thank you for showing us a bit behind the scenes and i can't wait to just follow up with you um to stay in touch and to, to discover as you're going yeah. to discover what those empty hands what that next step will be for yeah. you Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate your time and energy. Hey, Achievers. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did recording it. Please, please, please subscribe and review my podcast. It will mean the world to me. See you in the next episode.